chills a beautiful day outside. Sun shining. I don't think it's gonna rain. I think I'll take my dog Sam for a walk. <laughs> Come on, Sam, let's walk down to the corner. Never can tell who we might see. You may run upon something yourself. And I may run upon something too, you know. Boy, the birds are singing. Such a beautiful day. Birds doing that thing. I guess everything has to do that thing. I had a thing, but I blew it. Happen to everybody once in life, sometimes two, three times. <laughs> See a young lady coming down the street, too. Sure looking good, got on hot pants and everything. You know what, Sam? She's a bad mother. Well, I can say it because you don't know what I'm saying, anyway. Because there's a girl dog coming down the street, you say the same thing. Bad, we don't speak the same language. <laughs> sure enough, looking good. It looks familiar too, Sam. You know? Yeah, I think I know this young lady. But I've been not rushing to her too fast. You know, I don't want to get slapped upside the head, something like that. You know how these ladies are some days, you know? Come with little stuff about, don't I know you? You know, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure I know her. Yeah, I do know her. Yeah. Mmm. -hmm. So looking good. Well, hello there. Mine's been a long, long time. <laughs> How am I doing? That's what you want to know. Oh, I guess I'm doing fine. You know what, baby? It's been so long now. But it seems like it was just Day. Ain't it funny how time slips right on away? You know what, baby? Uh, the other day I was down to the food hall. I didn't rap with the fellas. You know how you go down and shoot the breeze. Nothing else to do, you know. Played a couple of games of ball. Little eight ball and stuff like that. Little one pocket, little bank. I try to play a little pool, you know. People are talking about it. You can get all the gossip you want at a pool hall. Beauty shop, barber shop. Great finding something else, you know. Everything that goes on, somebody knows. But I don't care how large your city is. I don't care how you try to hide. <laughs> it's 
Somebody will find it out. That's what they say. What goes on in the dark will soon come to light. You know what I mean. But uh, I'd like to ask you one thing. Yeah. You're looking so good. Got to ask you this one time, baby. How's your new love? <laughs> oh, I hope he's doing fine. It's a funny thing, baby. You know what the cats told me? <laughs> I heard you told him that you would love him till the end of time. Some kind of a cue you about that. You know what, baby? Whoa, that's the same thing that you told me. It was just Seemed like <laughs> the other day. Ain't it funny, baby? Yeah, yeah. How time slips right on away. You know what, baby? Uh, I, don't, I don't mean I'm calling you baby. I used to call you that, you know. Call you mama, you call me daddy, you know how I go. But well, nice seeing you again, and uh, I don't want to say and rap to you too doggone long, cause I don't want your man to come back and think I'm trying to cop his thing. Cat must be doing all right, uh, you know, like the way you're dressing everything. Good dressing like you bad motor scooter, baby. No stuff. No BS about that at all. <laughs> But I won't talk to you too doggone long. You know, Teddy Cat may be driving a El Dorado, Mark III or something. Find one in the past by and think I'm trying to cop his thing. Get me have a machine gun, anything. May have a dog that's bigger than my dog Sam. And have both of us up. So baby, I'll just tell you what I got to do. You remember this though, you know. Yeah, still look good, baby. Sure enough, looking good. Mm -hmm. I got to go now. You know what? But I'll see you somewhere around. Don't forget this, baby. You never can tell now. JP, I'll be back in town. Already remember this, baby. Just remember what I told you. But in time, you're gonna pay. Time slips right on away. Well, Sam, I guess we're walking back to the house. I thought we were having something going, but you didn't see anything. I saw something, but, uh, you know, it's already taken. 
I'm sure you remember her. She's come by the pad. She used to take you walking sometime, too. I see you wagging your tail. You must remember, too, you know. So we're going back to the house and uh, find something to do. I watched the ball game or something, Sam. You probably need something to do.
You've heard it every time. Lord, here's the thing. Don't be caught with your doors down. Don't be caught with your doors down. The guys step right up, step right up, step right up. And that's right, it flays the chops and dices and slices and never stops. Last a lifetime, moves your long. Pick up a kiss from school. Delivers a piece that lengthens. And it strengthens. And it finds that slip of the bed at large under the chase lounge for several weeks. Plays a mean rhythm master, makes excuses for unwanted lipstick on your collar. And it's only a dollar got to be right up, still right up. Ointment or suppository, it actually shrinks hemorrhoids without surgery. Yeah, I'll right up. Tired of being alive for the party, but change your shorts, change your life, change into a nine-year-old Hindu boy, get rid of your wife, and it walks your dog, and it doubles on sacks, you can jump back, Jack, jump back, Jack, see you later, alligator, see you later, alligator, and it steals your car, he's rid of your gambling debts. His new is improved, his old fashioned, and never needs a winding, never needs a winding, never needs a winding. It's effective and it's defective. It creates household odors. Sanitize for your protection. It gives you an erection, it wins the election. So why put up with painful corns any longer? It's a redeemable coupon, no sales, move, visit your home. I got a jackpot, jackpot, jackpot. Prizes, prizes, prizes. All would guarantee. I do, we do it, I do, we do it, I do, we do it, I do, we do it. We need your business. I was going out of business. So get on the business, and if I'm going out of business, say, and receive our free brochure. Zip right up. Zip right up. Please allow 30 days for delivery, terms available. Your credit is good, vets no down. For a nominal service charge, batteries not included. Gas the rattle, cars the rattle, moves the rattle, gas the rattle. It's the large print given and the small print taken away. Get away from me, kids. You bother me. Bye.
so many mothers sighing. News had just come over. We had five years left to cry in. News guy wept and told us. really dying cried so much his face was wet then I knew he was not lying I heard telephones opera house favorite melodies song boys toys electric irons and TVs my brain hurt like a warehouse it had no room to spare I had to cram so many things to store in there and all the fat skinny people and all the tall short people and all the nobody people and all the somebody people I never thought I'd need so many people girl my age went off ahead 
each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie with Mike Spiegelman on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And I got to tell you, it's Lawathla Mott. 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 Right. I don't, I'm really bad at pronouncing, pronouncing words. So it's Lawathla <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, we are very excited. We uh, watch a full-length movie with you, uh, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That is our podcast name feed and our Twitter handle and our YouTube channel. And we are always heard first on MutinyRadio.fm every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Why don't you go to Venmo, send money to at MutinyRadio, make uh, Pam Benjamin, our station manager, happy. Uh, And us happy. That's our only advertisement. What movie are we watching today? Uh, today, we are actually watching a quality movie. It is called Death Proof 2007. It's Quentin Tarantino. So you put in Death Space ah. Proof 2007 in your YouTube search engine. We like the channel I... No, it's L-O-M-I-N-E-F-E. Lom in... The Waffle Mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> L-O-M-I-N-E-F-E. Click on that link, press pause, slide it back to zero, 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 and buffer. Death Proof 2000. We have a special countdown uh, from the Countdown King himself, who is not here with us, so we have his replacement, a robot. We please give it up for the Paul Brumbot. Yes, not a robot, a Brumbot. Another day in the hood. Here we go, folks. You know the drill. Get your finger over that little triangle, and in three... Two, one, go. This this opening I, I love. Fuck the Roaring Lion. This is really cool because here's the Dimension film straight out of the 90s. Yes. And Dimension used to do shitty movies in the 70s. Here we go. Best music ever. Well, Dimension Pictures was in the 70s, and Dimension Films is today. And they're not connected except for the name Dimension. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I know that, that the dimension of the 90s. Now, this is cool, this little cartoon. Like, so far, so good. It doesn't look like a shitty movie at all. I just wanted to dimension you... that. 
Yeah. Sorry, I, I have dementia. Did you uh, ever see a movie intro like this before where a, it's different lions showing different types of movies? Like, you know, Panther's Restricted Lion? No. Uh, listen, I got to tell you, the first time I ever bumped into this movie ever was you telling me about it. But huh. I thought it was legit. Okay, now the original, the original title comes up for two seconds. Oh, first some feet. Yeah. Fuck you, Tarantino, you foot fetish. God damn it. They are cute, though. They look like little candies. No, Mike, don't resist. Here you go. Yeah. Thunderbolt. Right. That was the original title, and it got switched yeah. to Death Proof. But it's kind of a joke because a lot of Grindhouse films would be released under a name. They would get killed in the critics, and they'd quickly rename themselves. Now, what was our, one of our favorite ones is the one that goes, uh, what was it, like, the, the one about the acid, like, baby, baby, bring me down. Oh, by the way, Mary um, Louise. And then Zoe, yeah. Uh, you know, anyway. Angel, angel, down we go. Yeah. Cult of the Dam. Cult of the Dam after Manson kind of kicked. Yeah. So here is a photo of feet and human feet, lady feet. So we've seen three sets of feet so far. And right. this movie can't wait to smoke pot. So God bless. Pot will be all so over. Mm. Yeah, and this is Sally Mankey's last film, I think. She she died. She was a um, Tarantino's editor for the first couple of films, and she really made Kill Bill like oh. you know bearable because she had a real pacing. She fell asleep in her car. Uh, she would used to walk up in the hills and. She fell asleep in her car and just got heat is up and died of heat or something. Something really tragic like that. Um, I, it was kind of sad because I just think she's good. So you'll notice his other films like Glorious Bastards. That's the first without her as an editor. Oh, look at this. Uh, Even the fucking silver, the four sets of feet, right? The other poster had feet on it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is a Tarantino film and that means feet. And who we're seeing up in the part. Okay. That is Cheryl Ladd's daughter right there. The daughter of Cheryl oh, Ladd. No Look who's got a pee. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Hard oh, wait, is she wearing flip-flops? So that... Did you see ah, it? Ah, I figured it'd be. Yeah. Hey, look, that's uh, six pairs of feet we've seen, if we include two movie posters. This Poster. is Austin, Texas. Oh, well, it told you itself. Okay, that's the daughter of Sidney Poitier, and that's the daughter of Cheryl Ladd. Sydney Pottier's daughter is named Sydney Pottier, right? Sydney. Sydney. Oh, Sydney. Okay. All right. Did you do that to your poor children? <laughs> They're all like variations of Carl. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. My, my, my wife would not permit that. I did want to name my kid Carl. Carl Jr.? I, Carl Jr. Luckily, I didn't. Luckily, she <laughs> had good sense. Yeah. Yeah, because we're jack-in-the-box people here. Uh, so here we go. We kick it off, and now this is fantastic. This is what women sound like, is my complaint. This movie, uh, I saw it in the theater, Carl. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. You didn't, and uh, she, she's drinking something called the Kuna Brothers, and that is a reference to the original theatrical release. Uh -huh. This, of course, was a notorious release called Grindhouse, yeah. where Clint Tarantino and director Robert Regas has two full-length movies back-to-back, -back, like as right. if it was a 1970s double feature at a grindhouse. And in between the movies, they had an ad for Acuna Brothers, 
uh, food and taqueria. And that's and then the, this movie kicks off and they're eating. They're using the props. They're drinking yeah. from the drink. Yeah. Right there, boys. I guess it couldn't have boys. And so you can go to YouTube. Uh, talk about red apple cigarettes. There's lots of Tarantino yeah, stuff in here. Yeah, but their reference, they make a lot of references to, to the first movie and to the trailers. So the fact that they had an advertisement for this food, and then you watch this beginning of the second movie, and there they are eating the food is kind of cool. Yeah. And fucking billboards. There's so many billboards in this guy. They're up, oh, feet. Seven feet. Seven <laughs> shots of feet. I'm going to feet count. No, but the thing is, Sydney is on the billboard, and that's the big deal. Every time they pass the billboard, they're cheering. Because she's right. Her name is. So she's a radio DJ named uh, Jungle Julia. Is that racist? Uh, yes, I guess. Yes, it is. If you call an African American anything with jungle, that is calling back to an ignorant time in which Africans were from Africa. You know. So yeah, that's racist. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I just just want to agree. So, but that's her character's name, and these billboards say it. There's a lot of billboards in this movie, especially in the extended cut. They had a, uh, a movie poster a billboard called Potheads, which, you know, what's the rush? We still have an hour before we get to that scene. <laughs> we'll see Potheads. We'll see that in this film. Yeah. The theatrical release for both of them uh, had edits in it. Like, you can see the scratchy film right now. Like, you know, it's, it's paying homage to going to the theater. And in fact, when I saw this in the Metreon, it started off with Robert Rodriguez's film Project Terror. And right. it was scratchy and there was cuts and I heard the baby crying. And I thought, this is like a real true grindhouse experience. Why is up a woman brought a baby, a real baby to the theater? So <laughs> there was an actual baby there. Well, heads were getting exploded. That baby cried throughout the film. Um... Now, when I, this film was on purpose damaged, like the scratches were not like computer generated scratches. They were actual, you know, Quentin Tarantino oh. or whomever took a paper clip and scratched. See, Grindhouse wow. would go from theater to theater to theater to theater, literally tour the country and they would get in pretty beat up shape. And that's what he was trying to do. They make a lot of acknowledgments. Like one of the things is that if some woman takes her top off, the projectionist will cut that scene out. And they do some jokes like that. And I think in the first movie where a woman takes her clothes off and the scene gets cut or like it's super faded, you know, because, uh, but yeah, like if you were a projectionist who liked to relieve himself at home, you would cut those scenes out and make your own projector reel, <laughs> like a sizzle reel. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought so, of that. This movie, <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is like a dream for me because it's, if you've seen the movie, which chances are you have, it's basically the same story told twice, and that to me feels like a dream. Especially like how the first story, the first one, never ends, you know, yeah, and then ends in the way it does. The, the Grindhouse movie will show you a trailer, a fake trailer to a fake movie that will never come out, and you go, well, how is this grounded? I mean, talk about a dream. You're seeing a trailer to a movie that doesn't exist, right? As a, you know. So, but also, uh, the first fake trailer was for Machete, and uh, he actually, Robert Rodriguez actually made the movie and made a sequel, and they promised the third one, Machete Kills Again in Space. So, uh, so yeah, one, one of the trailers that's going to be a trailer, and then he decided, you know what, I'm making it? Yeah. 
And then at the end, he teases a sequel and then a third movie. And the second movie sets it up, another kind of dreamlike film, because it just goes and then it ends with him going off in space, fighting Mel Gibson wearing a mask. Oh, there's another trailer. Oh, yeah, just the cut. Okay, there's Kurt Russell following behind them. Now, I don't know enough about cars to let you know which one it is, but his cars are a, a 70 Nova, Chevy Nova, and a 69 uh, Challenger. Now, we keep seeing her, uh, you can tell from her accent, her name is Vanessa Ferlito, and we would know her from CSI New York, the television show. Like currently, like in the last uh, eight years? No, it was 2004. You know, there's all these CSI shows, and I guess that was her claim to fame. She's done this movie, a bunch of 2007 movies, and then that CSI series. Now, what's interesting to me is her first son was born September 21, 2007. So she is not a mother as we're watching her here. She's about to get pregnant by her husband. And we know wow. it, she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I never, you know what? This is a fresh take on this Quentin Tarantino classic. Yeah. Now I know I can review this movie knowing uh, that changes the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, because he's boozing. We, now, they're giving a really long boring you know, setup. No. Now, first off, this is Austin, Texas, where and we saw that movie house, the the play, whatever it's called. You know, the Alamo Playhouse or whatever it's right. called? Draft House. And, of course, Tarantino, during the 90s and, and the aughts, would show movies there. And he, so near the that movie theater in this film is a bar where Tarantino's the bartender, and look at the fucking design. It's all Italian movie posters. Yep. And there's not real something life. like that with the magazine rack, too. It's like all Quentin Tarantino oh. kind of things. Now, I want you to know that That's... DJ uh, Jungle Julia here is telling that she described um, Vanessa. Her name's Arlene in the film. She described right. Vanessa to her audience and said, if somebody comes up to her and says this poem, then she has to give him a laugh dance. The first guy to do it, she has to give him a lap dance. So that's what we're learning. So her friend, and she's pretending to be a guy. So this is the first time one of these women speaks like a guy. In a she screen. is I'm pretending to be a guy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a guy writing a screenplay about a woman pretending to be a guy, who sounds like a guy pretending to be a guy. Now I saw, um, him on Conan doing an interview about this movie and Tarantino was bragging about how well he does uh, female dialogue because he hangs out with the guys he's talking guys but sometimes he hangs out with like three or four girls and if it goes on for hours they kind of forget that he's there you know but I gotta tell you I'm listening to this dialogue and there's lots of sex and motherfucker and shut up and I don't know. It just sort of seems like it's is through a male perspective, you know, and um, yeah. But that's I mean, that's part of the fun, I guess, because it's a play on these 70s exploitation films, which were completely like that. Yeah. And don't forget, this is. Yeah. And also it's such an indulgence and they were able to get it done because the Weinstein company produced it. So, you know, 
I don't hear him ever, you know, he'll say things about Harvey Weinstein, but Harvey Weinstein allowed him to do this, you know. Well, you know, Harvey Weinstein was a part of Hollywood, and he, okay, the thing is, he was inappropriate, he was akin to a rapist, and he's getting what he deserves and everything. But the thing is, regardless of, I mean, he was Hollywood, he was how you got it done. Nobody was thinking that, uh, I don't know what to what I'm saying. I'm saying like you see a Woody this? Allen film and you know what he did with Sun Lee and you're like blech. But if you see a Harvey Weinstein film, you're really just seeing Hollywood. Like it isn't like well, rejected because it's him. Yeah, well, so part of it is that the lure, the the big beacon for him is that he has these A list movies, these classic films from people like Quentin Tarantino. So I feel like Tarantino has always been a bait like. He's, you know, you say, well, hey, what do you say about him? But he makes these great movies like Tarantino. And so he needed Tarantino to kind of hide behind him, you know, and the same with the other uh, big stars he had, you know. This film, like, uh, I don't know, there's Rose McGowan in this movie, and she is a callback from the first film because she yes. is the star. Uh, and she's great in, in Planet Terror. Uh, and then she shows up here as a victim. So she, she goes from hero. Like, if you do watch the original... No, but she's she's the first victim. Like she kind of kicks it off, and then but you had just watched a uh, ninety-minute movie where she's shooting people with a machine gun attached to her, her, to her like, you know, like of all weirdness. Yeah. Well, it's you know that's another thing that I, I had a beef with this movie, and I liked what Taren, uh, Rodriguez did was that they're making fun of they're they're calling back to this early seventies and and these gruesome movies they would show. And part of the reason why Times Square was showing these movies is kind of a reaction to the Vietnam War, right? I don't know if you ever feel that way, but, like, the grimy 70s movies is kind of a reaction to people fighting and all that shit. Well, and it was the when time. this came out, well, this movie came out in 07, so there was war still going on. There was the Afghanistan War, the Iraq War. And I was, when I see the trailer and I see someone with the amputee who immediately puts a machine gun on and is able to pirouette and shoot people, I go... Don't you at least acknowledge what's happening right now, you know, of more yeah. leg shots? And Rodriguez in the beginning brings up the Iraq war. So it is part of of the uh, the funk, you know. So he does acknowledge war in it. And I, right. I thought, like, that at least grounds what the horror is reflecting. That makes sense. Sorry, man, I have a lot to say about this film. Okay, see this jukebox behind her? That yeah. is Quentin Tarantino's uh -huh. personal jukebox. It's named Ugly. Amy, believe it or not. Oh, man, cool. Unplug it. So, Does it have a test brief? <laughs> no, it's an old-timey one, and all of the records in there are his, and all of the labels are his handwriting. It's really all... It's Quentin Tarrant. The, the, the credits say special thanks to the jukebox uh, Amy. And it's the same one was in the opening scene of Natural Born Killers in a diner. Oh, very cool. I, I remember that. She dances to uh, L7. How sexy am I now? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is his bar. He's even the bartender here. Yeah. And he's got a couple of his buddies. Missy uh, Eli Roth. Okay, so I love, this is one of my favorite things in uh, uh, Weinstein. She's texting a producer, right? 
Like her uh, boyfriend's going to come, but he never well, does. His name is Christopher, and she invites him out, and she's like, I miss you, and I love you, or whatever she's texting. And she's a hard person. She's a bitch, shut up, bitch. You know, she's a hard ass. And th- her texts are very soft. And then when he doesn't come, she gets mad and texts that he's an asshole. Right. This is what I mean, like, by, like, a dream dream logic to this film. Like, doesn't that feel like a dream you would have where you just, you have this important call while you're out with your friends and it just goes from call to text to you getting mauled by a car? There's Eli Roth. <laughs> there is stuff in films in which it's like, oh, I've got to do that thing and you're off to do it and you never get there because you're yeah. distracted. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's... So she uh... does type... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so I'll, I'll say when she when she types it, she's going to text me too. Hurry! That's that old school texting. We have to press a number three times to get the letter R. Now, in 2007, smartphones were just coming. The iPhone 1 was coming. It wasn't even out. So this isn't really so... Retro. It's kind of Hollywood anyway. Like potentially, you know, like you never have phones that would have this kind of screen. Sending. Sent. No, that's legit. I remember those, that interface and. That's like a movie with a typewriter where they type faster than the, the sound, faster than they're typing. I don't know. I don't buy it. So. Well, also, do you remember it was like, um, number one was ABC and number two was, you can see when she texts that it, it does scroll through the letters, and she chooses her letters. Right. I should mention that she t- uh, texted the word "me too" in a Harvey uh, in a Weinstein company movie. <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to, if I could say anything about this two-hour movie, these are real-life uh, roller derby girls who are part of the Austin scene. Isn't everyone part of the Austin scene, the roller, roller derby girl? Uh, there it is, Weasley guy. Roller I'm from Hollywood. Hey, I got my rules in my bar. Yeah, there we go. Should we, should we listen to him? Oh, go ahead. All we're hearing is drinking. Right. <laughs> He's quoting his own movie. Oh, he loves oh, himself. He's his own world. It's it's like uh, yeah. So he has these crazy rules. <laughs> yeah, he loves himself. He this yes. is his own bar. It's his own. He's made his own universe. He has the power to do so and has done so, and he just eats himself. Even you told me he was retired, and we were seeing his last movie, and I was like, <laughs> no way. And then. He was, uh, he's doing some TV thing. Yeah, well, like, he, he said, I'm going to make 10 movies, and I think that's what a director should do. Speaking of a director, here's Eli Roth, acting. He's a better actor than Tarantino. So he says, I'm going to make 10 films and retire. I don't want to be like, I don't know, fucking Billy Wilder, make, keep making old movies. Uh, and Hateful Eight is officially the eighth movie. And uh, Once Upon a Time is the ninth movie. So technically, right. the next film will be his last. Oh, yeah, totally there is one more. Yeah, one more is coming. Don't well, worry, he'll do something on that. But... I think he should make 10 films 
And then he should completely do a departure, a total, like reinvent himself with a different genre, a different entire, like filmmaking style and methodology, reinvent himself. Then he could still be creative. Yeah, like make a romance. She's noticing the car that she saw, like, watching them before. I love her accent. Why don't you put it on for a second? Okay. Like, to the rest of the world, she sounds real Brooklyn, but to me, she just sort of sounds like a local girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is Jersey, you know, you yeah. guys and... <laughs> well, it puts the hair and the, the shirt with the, the vintage shirt, I guess. He's talking her into going to make out in the car. Yeah, which well, is funny, because this is like the way the, these movies go, and, you know, you know. So, guy. you know that this Jungle Julia, apparently there were three films in which there was the appearance of Jungle Julia. And the, the first time was when you and I saw My Best Friend's Birthday. Right. Oh, he was the Jungle Julia, right. She was a DJ. Well, he gets a phone call and like, I don't do requests. And the, the person is like... Um, it wasn't Jungle Julia, though. It was, uh, where is it? Uh, Unruly Julie is what the DJ's name Unruly was. Julie. And he was like, well, Unruly Julie can oh. do whatever she wants in her show. If you want to hear more about it, Quintana's first yet unfinished movie, uh, you could, we, we did it in front of a live audience. We, we ripped that one. So, uh, check out one of our earlier films, uh, check out, let's watch full length movie on youtube.blogspot.com. Uh, once I updated it to this year, man, it's <laughs> I think I did it on, I better check that before I open oh, you, my mouth. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Go to our YouTube channel. It's a good excuse anyway, as any, and see if, uh, it's posted. I think it was. I think both the hours were were accounted for. Yeah. For that live show. Let's take a look. Okay, look yeah. It's it only at 31, 38 views. It was one month ago. Quentin Tarantino's ah. best friend's birthday. 37 yeah. views. Okay. How many views are for uh, They're Playing With Fire with oh, uh, yeah, a screen right. grab? And uh, playing With Fire. Um let me check it out i'll go to videos i'm just going to say like eli ross is a director who acts in his film and i think he acts he's a little better actor than Quentin tarantino he shows up in uh, glorious bastards as the bear jew uh, 6.7 thousand mike oh my god just because of that screen grab mm-hmm. she's in this very alluring uh, bathing suit but not really. But not really. You you don't even see her bust. Um, huh. Most of these are make sense because it's all about sex. But some of them are inex. 